the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is The Secret of Contentment. The Secret of Contentment. A story is told of a king who was suffering from a painful illness. He called in his astrologers who told him that the only cure for him was to find a contented man, get his shirt, and wear it night and day. Messengers were sent throughout the kingdom in search of such a man with orders to bring back his shirt. Months passed, and after a thorough search of the country, The messengers returned, but without a shirt. Did you find a contented man in all of my realm? The king asked. Yes, O king, we found one, just one, in all of your realm. Then why did you not bring back his shirt? The king demanded. The man had no shirt was the answer. Contentment is an inner condition which does not depend on outward circumstances. You may be as poor as a church mouse. You may be in ill health. You may be in very trying circumstances at work, at home, at school, even at church, and still have contentment. The problem is that this is not the experience of most of us. We spend most of our time crying, moaning, and complaining about our circumstances and being miserable. Some folk are known as chronic complainers. Nothing ever goes right for them. Nothing ever satisfies them. There's always a problem somewhere in their life. It seems to me that Christianity offers us an approach to life which can take away our discontentment and cause us to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus offers to those who believe in him. This approach to life is expressed by the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 11, where Paul says, I have learned... They have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. 
And the New Center version says, I have learned to be satisfied with the things I have and with everything that happens. Now, the remarkable thing about this statement is that it was made by a man who was in prison. If anyone had a reason to complain and to be resentful about the way life had treated him, it was the Apostle Paul. An outstanding general in the Lord's army, Paul was given, had given up everything for the sake of the gospel. His ministry to the non-Jewish or Gentile world is a testimony to the power of the Holy Spirit at work through him. Yet after being so mightily used by God, he had to spend his last years in a Roman prison. How would you feel if you were falsely imprisoned and ill-treated because of your love for Jesus Christ? Some of us would become bitter and resentful towards God for allowing us to be incarcerated, but not Paul. Listen to him as he writes from prison to the Christians at Philippi in chapter 1, 12 through 14. Paul says, no, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So is it possible for us to view life the way Paul did? Someone might say, we are not Paul. We are just ordinary folk who live ordinary lives. We work hard but have little to show for it. We try our best but it does not seem good enough. How can anyone in our circumstances be content? So listen again to Paul in chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And then, then in verses 12 and 13 of the same chapter 4, Paul says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So the question that we are raising today is, what was Paul's secret? Number one, Paul accepted life as he found it. Paul did not debate life, he lived it. 
He saw every situation, however difficult, as a challenge, not as a problem to lament. He was convinced that God had written adversity into human life. And even the creation uh, spells that out for us. Because every mountain has a valley. Every oasis has a desert. Every island has a lonely sea. Every rainbow has a storm cloud. Every day has a night. And because Paul had learned to accept life as he found it, without complaining, he was at peace with himself and his circumstances. In the face of bewildering misfortunes, he had learned to say, Be confident, Paul. Everything will be all right. It seems to me that much of the discontentment we experience is due to the fact that we refuse to face life realistically. We want life to be something more than what uh, it is. We exhaust our energies fighting life and its circumstances rather than finding creative ways to let our circumstances work for us. There is good to be found in every situation, no matter how painful or difficult. I recall some years ago watching the television program 2020, hosted then by Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs, which featured In Living Color, an African-American comedy show. Keenan Avery Wayans, the writer, director, and producer, used the black experience, its pain, its tragedies, its stereotypes, its humor, to create a very successful television comedy. The Wayans family of 10 children were brought up in the projects of New York City. Keenan said what they were doing now on the TV show began at home in the projects. While they were young, they learned to use humor as a way of surviving poverty. They were constantly making jokes and impersonating one another. Home for them was a place filled with laughter. Had they spent their youth angry at their circumstances, they would not have had the time or opportunity to develop their humor and other skills, which made them successful and, of course, wealthy. All of us have a choice about how we are going to handle the business of living. We can either let anger, discontent, and self-pity defeat us, or we can view the difficult experiences of life as a challenge. It is so sad to see Christians giving in to self-pity with frequent comments like, it's just my luck, nothing ever turns out right for me. Nobody has ever been treated more unfairly than I have been. I, can, I can't handle this any longer. Death would be better than what I have to deal with. You see, Christianity nowhere promises that life will be without hardship and without suffering. Jesus said to his disciples in, in John 16, verse 33, I have told you this, 
so that you might have peace in your hearts because of me. While you are in the world, you will have to suffer. But cheer up, I have defeated the world. You see, Jesus does not make you believe that all is well when it is not well. He does not offer a health and wealth gospel like some of the preachers that you see on television. He urges us to face the facts of life, to expect suffering, trials, and even death. Whether you're a Christian or not, somewhere in the past you made a wrong turn. Somewhere in the past you erred in judgment. It is all clear now. And if you had to make the decision again, you would make a different choice. But because you failed along the way or made a wrong choice, you need not go on punishing yourself. Because God forgives. And all we have to do is to come to him and say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Take my life and let it be consecrated all to you. Move on with your life in spite of your failures, your disappointments, and the problems encountered along the way. As Paul says, I have learned. It did not come automatically, but he learned from experience to be content, whatever the circumstances. But secondly, Paul never lost sight of the spiritual values present in the experiences of life. Four walls did not make a prison. They provided him with a pulpit from which he could preach the gospel. His years in prison did not close the door to usefulness, but rather became an open door to a greater influence. He was so certain that every experience in life had in it possibilities of good beyond what he could see that when he became an old man, though in prison, he could still say in Philippians 4, 12, and 13, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. You see, when we look at life through the eyes of faith, we will not allow any situation to defeat us, but will see opportunities that will work for us. Allow me to speak just for a moment from personal experience. I've shared some of this with you uh, from time to time over the last 42 years of my ministry at People's Baptist Church. I was a student for 13 years, attending two universities and two theological seminaries, and receiving five academic degrees. It was not easy for me as a student, and for most students it is not easy. Each day I bent over the books, attended lectures, and burned the midnight oil. There was little excitement about the long days and nights, the deadlines, the sometimes boring lectures, 
the pressure of examinations which in Canada covered information for a whole academic year. So it's not a semester system, but it was a, a system where you did examination at the end of the year. The anxiety that I felt uh, trying to get good grades and leaving my wife and two young children. One was two years old, the other one was six weeks old, for 10 months to do research in Jamaica at the Jamaica Archives and the West India Reference Library. And then in London at the British Museum and the Public Record Office. And this will indicate to you that I'm a British historian, not an American historian. There were some students who dropped out of the doctoral program because they were not willing to make the personal sacrifices needed to succeed. They told me that they could not do what I've, uh, I did by leaving my family behind for 10 months. But I'd learned that nothing worthwhile in life comes without hard work and faith in God. I learned that success requires discipline. I had faith that if there was toil, there would be reward. And if there was sowing, there would be reaping. I endured the difficulties knowing that God would honor my commitment and open the right door at the right time for me to serve him. Did it in a most wonderful way. He gave me a position in the seminary, uh, which um, allowed me to to have a full professorship and then to People's Baptist Church to be the pastor for these 42 years. And as I said recently, that um, my predecessor, Reverend Dr. Richard Oynes and myself, together we have served for 87 years in this congregation, leading this congregation. And we have found that God was faithful at every turn, I could not have done the things that I've done without God. He was the one leading, guiding, directing at every stage. And thank God for a faithful congregation that uh, stood, stood with me and together we were able to do the work of God in extending his kingdom here at People's Baptist Church. But the third uh, point is that Paul never failed to see life in terms of God. The assurance that the arms of a loving God were underneath and round about him never left Paul's mind. He believed that God had something to do with the events of his life. And so he says in Romans 8.28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And from prison he wrote in Philippians 1, 20 and 21, and I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. Is it Paul never lost sight of God's power and of God's love? He was convinced that God ruled and overruled the affairs of men, especially the affairs of his children. 
Brothers and sisters, God's control of and involvement in the affairs of your life is the basis for contentment. God is still on the throne and he will always remember his own, his children, whom he has purchased with the precious blood of his son, Jesus Christ. All power is in his hands to turn our tragedies into triumphs, our sorrows into joy, our darkness into light, and our night into day. When we come to the realization that God is in control of every situation in which we find ourselves, we shall face each new day with courage and with faith. Look back over your life. Run the fingers of memory along the experiences of the past. Can you not see that everything fits into the divine scheme of things? The divine plan for your life is being worked out perfectly, even though you may not always realize it or feel it. Life is a race. Don't complain if the course is rough and the goal is distant. One day you shall reach it. Life is a voyage. Don't complain if the storms batter your vessel. One day you shall reach the safe haven. Life is a pilgrimage. Don't falter on the road through self-pity because stones cut your feet and leave your blood along the trail. We can learn to be content in every situation for there is nothing that Jesus cannot handle. He can handle sin, sickness, sorrow. He can handle trials, tribulations, temptations. He can handle stumbling blocks, pitfalls, demons, devils, and setbacks. If you have a problem, he has the solution. If you have a question, he has the answer. If you have a disease, he has the cure. If you have a crisis, he has the needed miracle. If you have a thorn in the flesh like the Apostle Paul, he has sufficient grace for you. Whatever you may need, Jesus has it. If you need assurance, Jesus has it. If you need inspiration, courage, comfort, peace, blessing, victory, Jesus has it also. He can do whatever needs to be done. If you need deliverance from drugs or alcohol or lust or bad temper, Jesus can do it. If you need motivation, if you need your priorities adjusted, and if you need an attitude adjustment, Jesus can do that too. And nobody can like Jesus can. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His wisdom is above our wisdom. And his methods are above our methods. And Jesus can not only do what we need, to enable us to live lives of contentment. But he is what we need. We need a savior to save us from our sin. We need a divine physician to heal us of our illnesses. We need a refuge in which we can hide during the storms of life. We need an ever-present help in our time of desperation. We need a way through the wilderness of this present world. We need a light to guide and direct our footsteps. And we need a friend that will stick closer to us than a brother. And all this Jesus is. Our ancestors, 
used to speak of Jesus as a sin bearer, name changer, heart healer, need supplier, sorrow sharer, burden bearer, company keeper, joy giver, and way maker. Because of who Jesus is, we can learn to be content whatever the circumstances. And in the words of the Apostle Paul, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.